Hello there, and another warm welcome to a special issue of the Change and Evolve letter. It is special issue number 23, about, well, déjà vu and crystal balls. I barely know where to begin today because my head is reeling, so please forgive me if I throw a few things together today, um, going back and forth a bit. But it's just really crazy. I constantly have the feeling that I'm having one déjà vu experience after another. The German Minister of Health, well, I would rather call him, and I believe this is to be very gracious, the Minister of Disease, Karl Lauterbach, is so addicted to this pandemic delusion that he won't stop systematically destroying people's health until he's finally, or hopefully, removed from office. Vaccine doses have already been ordered for unbelievable sums of money, tax money of course, which are then to be inoculated again to the sheep and the population. A paper has already been published in which all health ministers of the 16 German states agree that the measures, which have now been proven not to be effective and have caused unbelievable damage, should come back. So anyone who still believes that this is about the people, when even an official committee has literally dismantled all the measures as ineffective and harmful, must be in deep sleep. And now that the seasonal flu is just around the corner again and monkeypox are not yet off the table, we can probably look forward to an exciting vaccination cocktail. I mean, Karl Lauterbach has already announced that just for COVID, he has ordered three different vaccines. The first one is supposed to protect against the original COVID Wuhan variant. The second one is against Omicron, and the third is a combination of both. Yahoo, something to look forward to. But what I really would like to know is if our governments work with, well, crystal balls, fortune tellers, or psychics to predict the future viruses and vaccines that might be needed. One thing seems to be certain, though. They will not stop until we fight back and resist. The tragic thing is that most people don't realize that this all is just the tip of the iceberg. For example, it has already been announced that the, I think it's artificially induced, energy crisis may bring the supply of gas gas to households to a complete standstill just in time for the winter season. I don't want to go deeper into the reasons and the details for this just here. Only this much. How can any government justify shutting down the last nuclear nuclear power plants in Germany in autumn this year when a supposed energy crisis is looming and it must be assumed that the population of a country will not be able to heat this winter and families will have to egg out an existence in the freezing cold? This is not a government that cares in the slightest about, the popu- about how the population is doing. It is about its own power and money. A lot of money. And I know I like to talk about the obedient sheep, the sleeping ones, etc. But I just have to make a stand for these people, even, even if I don't approve or agree with them. And I was actually inspired by the amazing newsletter, Sons of Issachar, by Ruben J. Rose, which I can 
only recommend to anyone to read this. Um, and you can find that in my recommendations. I do believe that a large mass of people simply cannot or do not want to imagine that other people, especially those who govern them, can be so abysmally wicked, evil, and contentious of humanity. Their worldview would be shaken to its core if they believed otherwise. People want to believe in the good, as do I, but we must not lose our sense of reality. And here we are again, the conspiracy realist. I know it may sound a bit harsh, but basically there has been a physical and psychological rape of humanity in the past few years. And what do victims of abuse do to protect themselves? Well, they do everything they can to repress and forget what happened. Victims of abuse can also develop multiple personalities because the truth is just too cruel. I often wonder how many, how many parents will feel when they begin to realize what they have done to their children with the supposed vaccination. Will they manage to suppress that? Thankfully, the global, pan global pandemic treaty failed for now. The plan to implement a worldwide uniform approach under WHO domination has failed for the time being. The Western world had planned to give up sovereignty of individual countries in order to place all decisions under the domination of the WHO. In my opinion, this would been, have been a more than questionable step towards world domination by an unelected organization. So for the record, our elected, rep elected representatives hand over decision-making power to an unelected organization. Germany has the largest parliament in the world after China and yet wants to voluntarily hand over sovereignty of its own country? The question is, do we then need more than 700 highly paid MPs at all? You could probably imagine what my opinion of this looks like. I'm absolutely convinced that in the organization to which our sovereignty was to be handed over, economic interests of individual, very influ influential people take precedence over the interests of the common good. What really, really drives me mad is that the plan did not fail because of the veto of our representatives. It failed because of African states and because this approach contradicts their understanding of democracy. We do have reason to be grateful. Let's see for how long. As my song of the day, I chose this unbelievably fantastic song by Portishead. It's the song Roads. And um, I recommend, well, go to the Change and Evolve playlist um, on Spotify, but watch this amazing video on YouTube. Um, it's really worth it. And my poem of the day is by Adrian Rich, who lived from 1929 to 2012. What kind of times are these? There's a place between two stands of trees where the grass grows uphill and the old revolutionary road breaks off into shadows 
near a meeting house abandoned by the persecuted who disappeared into those shadows. I've walked there picking mushrooms at the edge of dread, but don't be fooled, this isn't a Russian poem. This is not somewhere else, but here, our country moving closer to its own truth and dread, its own ways of making people disappear. I won't tell you where this place is, the dark mesh in the woods, meeting the unmarked strip of light, ghost-ridden crossroads, leaf-mold paradise. I know already who wants to buy it, sell it, make it disappear. And I won't tell you where it is. So why do I tell you anything? Because you still listen, because in times like these, you have to listen at all it's necessary to talk about trees. So as an impression today, I chose or want to share with you um, this beautiful view of Lake Geneva where I'm sitting right now and where I wrote today's special issue and spoke today's special issue. Um, so today is America's Independence Day. And I really hope that we will soon be able to celebrate our own personal independence again, everywhere. So wishing all my friends in the US a happy Independence Day and have a great day wherever you are. I look forward to your feedback and comments as always. Yours, Tanya. <laughs>